This episode of Homeschooling in Real Life is brought to you by Caroline's Coffee, hand-roasted in the gold country of California. This is Homeschooling in Real Life. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Join your hosts as they dive into difficult topics that you might not find covered at your local homeschooling convention. Veteran homeschooling parents Andy and Kendra Fletcher use humor, honesty, and grace to discuss just what it looks like to homeschool in real life. Hey, this is Fletch. And this is Kendra. We want to welcome you to Homeschooling in Real Life, the podcast. This is episode 98, Paying for College, part of our three-part suite on financial fears. How you doing? Good. Are you sure? It was a mouthful. I was a mouthful, but I think this is a big fear for a lot of people, or just a gigantic question mark. So we had a great first show, Mm -hmm. and we're going down another path today, but you know, before we get there... We need to dive into homeschooling in real life fluff time, which reminds me we have some new patrons. Uh, we have Alicia, Tina, and Sandy. You know what, homeschooling in real life tribe? Thank you for joining us over at patreon.com slash homeschooling IRL. And we are videoing this. We can wave so our patrons uh, <laughs> know that they are getting to watch us. And if you become a patron, you can get to watch some of these behind-the-scenes footage. It's super compelling, just well, so you know. Well, today, look, we've got sunshine coming in the office. We have the fan blowing. Mm-hmm. We are missing Betty the Surf Dog. She is not in the studio today. Sorry, all of our listeners that have been following her like crazy. It's all good. On Instagram and Twitter. So what's going on in your neck of the woods over there? Well, I'm, I didn't know I was making a gigantic feast for dinner, but apparently today I made a gigantic feast for dinner. So we have enchiladas coming up, and a chili casserole, and a salad, and a key lime pie, and do you care? The key lime pie got my attention, <laughs> but everything else. Why is it a gigantic feast? Isn't every night a gigantic feast around here? No. <laughs> Not no. anymore. The older I'm getting, the longer I've homeschooled. Like, mm, we don't need a salad, right? right. We don't need a vegetable. No, no we're good. <laughs> down to pizza is what we have so um what are some other things going on we have uh we've had a lot going on there's been a lot i have a good story to tell well by all means tell it okay well you know our little mighty joe got a birthday party invitation this week first time ever first time ever so this is our little uh special needs guy and he's never been invited to a birthday party just by himself just by himself so he is that's all he's talking about isn't it he knows the time and the day (laughs) and he keeps telling me when it is yes well and then i called me i'm not going yeah, well, I called his the mother of the little boy, and um, she said, you know what, don't worry about it at all. We have a special needs daughter. I totally understand. Whoa. It's just... So cool. I cried. You cried. I did. So that's cool. He And it is pretty much everything he's been talking about. Yeah. Um, what else? Let's see. But we've had kind of busy. Like, I've had stressful. I'm just going to tell you, listeners, mm-hmm. I can be transparent. I've had some stress in the last week. A lot, a lot of broken... Marriages, mm, broken people, a lot of broken yeah. people, a lot of, you know what it is? It's mm. the sin of the world is catching up to so many people. Mm-hmm. So that's been a drag in my life, really a drag. I've had dark mornings and dark starts, and these are some of the times when God's word and prayer just, I don't know, doesn't just, I feel dead 
sometimes. Mm. And so I found that by using uh, different versions of scripture, mm-hmm. um, I've been reading the message a lot. Oh. I love reading the Psalms and the message because, mm. you know, create me a clean heart, O God. Um, the steadfast love of the Lord never sees. All those verses from like, that's from Lamentations. You know, when you read them and you've heard them over and over again, it's yeah, like... they become a little yeah. mushy in your brain. Yeah, yep. thyself inside mm-hmm. of the Lord. The steadfast love, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you read what Eugene Peterson, I think it's Eugene Peterson did with the message. I mean, it's the same passage. And I know there's people that jump up and down about versions of the Bible. Mm-hmm. So back way down. <laughs> Wrong week to <laughs> screw with me about mm. Bible versions. So, um, but it's been nice. It's come back alive. And mm. it's been fun to kind of read and pray through that. Um, so that's been kind of cool. But it's been a, been a crazy, crazy week. But I've hey, seen God's hand move. And also... The Giants beat the Dodgers yesterday, so that's all, and we're yeah we have uh, we have season tickets to our local um, minor league team. So Kendra's shocked that I even <laughs> want to go to baseball games, but I love I'm them. I'm thrilled you want to go to baseball. So games. Um, we had a huge argument. You want to share this with them? We did. Yes, I put it on Twitter this was morning. Was a huge argument. Oh Real yes, life. we did have a huge argument so this morning. Kendra bought cereal. It was five boxes. No, the- it was if you bought five boxes of Life and or Cap'n Crunch, they were a buck eighty nine a piece. I like the way you said that. You said Cap'n. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a word girl. So Cap'n. It's not yeah. Captain. Look at the box, right? Captain. It's not even a word. But anyways. Captain. So if, but I, you know, I'm frugal and so a buck eighty nine. Yeah. So you did yeah, the deal. I did. But you bought four boxes of life <laughs> and one, and box, one of box of Captain Crunch. Crunch. And I said, that's yeah. a horrible ratio. It should have been the other way. <laughs> and then you were like, oh, well, it's so much healthier. So we took them out box by box. We did. Okay. Sugar alone. No, no, no. Six grams no, versus 22 No, I said what was grams. better. It was not you, what is better healthier. What? What's your... So you now are arguing again. Because Captain Crunch makes me feel better. You just better. said Captain Crunch. Yeah, Captain Crunch. It's Captain Crunch. Yeah, it makes me feel better <laughs> when I get it. I don't it care. It does not. It burns your mouth. Scrapes the roof of your mouth. all like all You know, ouchy. it's the roof of your mouth and I, it's a thing. Okay, I'll go I get a patience bowl. I need, I need to test this. Tell me that the roof of their mouth is cut. And I said, and I'll say, what were you eating, Captain Crunch? And they'll say, Yes. And it's a thing. So it's an actual dental diagnosis in my office. But we like had this pizza argument. mouth, right? Yeah, and like I said, pizza burns. I told you that like, this was like a sign of love. It's not one of the five love languages. I'm a touch guy. I'm sure the homeschooling in real life audience knows <laughs> that I can go, I can run farther and faster if I've had a hug. But um, Kendra is, uh, what is yours again? I forget. I just do them all. Nice. That's what I thanks. do. I do all yeah. of them for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And I just figured I'll flood you with the love languages. <laughs> but <laughs> my. Baloney meter has just shot through the roof. Kendra is uh, acts of service mm-hmm. through the roof mm-hmm. is what it is. Like you can't serve her enough. <laughs> and then that sounds she, awesome. It does sound <laughs> awesome, doesn't it? And then so, but I think one of them should be uh, Captain Crunch over Life Zero. <laughs> that is the love language for me. So, man, that was a bunch of fluff. Yeah, that was pretty fluff. <laughs> so for our fluff tough team fluff, that is uh, good for you. We are going to get on with the episode. Let's roll. All right, Kendra, so you know this podcast is sponsored by Caroline's Coffee. I did know that. And this week's coffee is, let me read it, Organic RFA Uganda Sippy Falls. That's a perfect name for coffee. Wow, Sippy Falls. Sippy Falls. You know what RFA is? Mm-mm. You don't? I thought that would be yours. Rainforest, Rainforest Alliance. Like, do they have that in the world of tea? Why would I know this? Well, like, there's rainforest everything. Like, you buy rainforest um, 
you know, cereals, like if you were buying Captain Crunch from yeah. the rainforest. Okay. Um, but it just means that it's a part of an alliance that they're preserving uh, coffee growing and doing a good job out of the rainforest. But this is from Uganda. And uh, Trace, as he was roasting it, he had some tasting notes, said that as he was roasting the beans in the roaster at Caroline's Coffee in Grass Valley, he was picking up uh, the hint of Meyer lemon. So it's really yeah, that's interesting. Inter- that's isn't it cool? Yeah, the glory of God can be found everywhere. And this week, it's in our coffee of the week, the Organic Rainforest Alliance, Uganda Sippy Falls. There's a place called Sippy Falls, and we should go there and sip coffee and tea together. Is it next to the lollipop jungle? It or sounds or... <laughs> like it. So thanks, Caroline's Coffee, for sponsoring this episode. All right, so you know what that is, Kendra. That is the Fighting Tigers from the University of the Pacific. And we are talking about college. So uh, this is in response, you remember, to our listener from last week. We're going to play her voicemail again. Um, But this is in response to a question regarding how to pay for school. So why don't we listen to her question, and then we'll get started. Listening to your podcast has helped me to see that my main area of hope shifting is to money. Despite making it to midlife and my husband providing a great income for our family, we still seem to have more emergencies than savings. The expenses of having teens and facing college is much more challenging than we anticipated. Homeschoolers often have a unique set of financial challenges. We're one income. We often start our family early. We have large families. We need a home and yard big enough to give everyone some space to roam. Educational costs like curricula, outside classes, expenses for things like music lessons or sports are paid for by our family and not the public school. What are some good financial decisions you've seen other homeschool families make in light of these factors? How do you combat hope shifting to money or a particular trend in Christian circles like paying off your house early? And the $84,000 question, how do you pay for college? And finally, Are young adults really financially independent when they leave home, or should parents expect to cover some of their expenses for a while? Thanks. So, Fletch, last week we answered her question by talking about the homeschool budget and some of the things that she touched on, having one income, having to pay for things that the public school normally would pay for. And so we talked about that in our last episode, but this episode we really wanted to focus on that $84,000 question, which is, how do you pay for college? Yeah, and I joked last week, and I'll joke again, that the $84,000 question is because college can cost $84,000. Absolutely. You know, it can cost a lot more than that. Well, and here, in fact, are the numbers. Uh, I was just looking this up on Google. According to the College Board, the average annual cost of tuition and fees at a public university for the 2014-15 year was $9,139 for an in-state student. Okay. And that sounds about right for our local state college here in California. Um, And if you're an out-of-state student, again, this sounds right, $22,598. The average cost of a private university was, of course, much higher at almost $32,000 per year. So, you know, you're looking at four years of college, and and not everybody is, but that might be part of our answer. Um, You know, private school, you're looking at over $100,000 for just tuition, not room and board. And for an in-state school, you're looking for about forty thousand. And if you're out of state, you're looking uh, right around eighty thousand. Those are averages, right? 
Yeah. So why don't we start right off the bat, Kench? Can you afford college? <laughs> well, nobody can afford college. Well, I most mean, people can't. No, yeah. most people cannot. And I think that that's one thing. You know, if it helps you to breathe a bit of a sigh of relief, like you know, you're not this homeschooling family with one income that's completely railroaded your kids in this. Most people cannot write a check for four years of college anymore. It's just just not possible for most families in 2016. Well, in that state number, that number of $9,000, that may be a little more doable Mm -hmm. for some, Mm -hmm. you know, for kids that work their butt off all summer, have a job during school, and mom and dad have saved. You know, it is possible. It is. I'm not saying it's not. Mm -hmm. But with that amount, so there is that possibility that it could be paid. Um, And we'll go down later in this episode whether it should be paid. Yeah. So um, let's let's begin first. Where where do you want to start with this? Well, okay. So let's start from the idea that most of us cannot outright pay for college. Like we just can't write a check. And I know you and I have had this conversation with our teenagers or our kids. Look, we can't. There's no way that we could write a check for for seven kids for college. We we assume that seven of our kids mentally <laughs> have the capacity to go to college. Right. And we can't write a check for everybody and and just pay for that outright. And so what we have said to them is, but we have a lot of resources on the front end that we can help you with. First of all, we have our own experiences. Now, you and I were both part of college or our university staff while we were students, and that brought the cost down for both of us. Considerably, Considerably, yes. right. So we were on the residential life staff, which meant both of us had room and board taken care of. Yeah, and that's still, we're talking, these numbers were tuition, so, but, but. Room and board is a real number that adds on. To oh, that. room and board is a chunk. So there's that, um, and and we both worked during college. Uh, Let's I actually the very front end too. There's the scholarship part. There is the scholarship part, and so these are some of the things we've said to our kids. Now, on on the very front end of things, I can help you to to know that you need to work hard in high school, to understand that your junior year is really the, the year that is most important. I can get you resources to help you study for the SAT and bring that score up, to, you know, hopefully to get some more scholarship money. I can help you write a killer essay by editing what you've written or, you know, check, double-checking it for you. I can look all over the county and all over the nation and find plausible scholarships for you to apply for. Right. All of those things we can help our kids do and on the front end. And they add up. That's the thing. They That's do the thing add up. tell your kids like, oh, it's only a $200 scholarship. Well, $200 you know is Five a semester $200 of books. scholarships yeah. is $1,000. Right. That's you know, right. That's how math works. Right. <laughs> um, so, you know, we do have on the front end, we have that. Um, we have the idea of working within college, you mm-hmm. know, that, that are some ideas. Now, are we mm-hmm. sharing mostly our stories, yours well, and mine right now, first off? I think that that right there is we say, look, guys, we can't write a check for your tuition. However, these are the ways we can help you. So I think, you know, it, for our listeners, what are the ways you can help your kids on the front end? And what are the ways you can help them during college? For some of us, it may mean, hey, you can you can live at home rent-free, obviously, while you're in college, if you go right. to the local state school or whatever, our kids understand that. They know that if they choose to go to our local university, um, they they are welcome to stay here and live here. Right. Um, they'll have some responsibilities as every member of the family, but we're not going to charge them for that. Um, so that's a major savings, um, and that's that's you know that's a choice that they're making that may be a bit of a bummer. You you miss out on some campus life and some things like that, but. Hey, you might miss out on some campus life. That's probably a good thing too. <laughs> Depends on the Depends campus. Depends on the yeah. campus, right? So, so yeah, that that is 
what I'm not, I want to get back to a little bit of what we did. I mean, we also had parents that would pay for a big chunk of college. You and, you and I, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And but we did not let that stop us from working. Right. So exactly. You worked through it. We both became RAs. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked. I had mm-hmm. jobs during college, and right. certainly the second I got home for summer, I had a job lined up. Right. That kept me all the way till the last day of summer. I just knew that even though my parents could afford that tuition, you know, 25 years ago, I just knew I didn't want to have to ask my dad for gas money, you yeah. know, or to pay for my sorority dues and things like that. So it was just a bit of personal responsibility. Okay. So we have that. Now as homeschooling parents, as we're looking at our kids, um, you've mentioned the scholarship, you've mentioned studying for tests, you've mentioned um, all these ways that we can help prepare them. But in fact, Desiree asked us for suggestions and she was asking, you know, this $84,000 question, why don't you just... Talk about our top three sons. Okay. Well, we did start a college fund for them way back when they were little guys. And what was that called? Uh, well, that's funny. I'll just take a quick break here to talk about that. That was the 529 plan. Mm-hmm. And everybody was using them back in the 90s. Our first son was born in 93, the second one 95, third in 97. And you remember back then, you remember, you remember terms like Nokia and Qualcomm? <laughs> Those were all the big... Um, I don't know what you call that industry, uh, phone, not phone, but it was just like technology phone uh-huh. and everything was going yeah. crazy and Clinton was the president and it was perfect and the world was going to be awesome. And <laughs> then we just hit this downfall in our economy mm-hmm. at the time. And guess what? The 529 plans, they were not putting out any good interest. Um, yeah. And, but there nothing was. I mean, right. you could have put money, you could have bought houses mm-hmm. and you were going to lose money. Mm-hmm. You, there were so many things you could have done that just were not producing. Real estate wasn't producing. Mm-mm. The stock market wasn't producing. And so taking your money and putting it in a mattress was as good yeah. as anything else. Truly, that is the truth. <laughs> and so you had all these young couples like us that were just, you know, you're, you're paying off your own student loans, mm-hmm. you're living life, you're doing all this, uh, starting businesses, and there just wasn't a ton of income for the typical homeschool family yeah. that we revolved with. And mm-hmm. These are all of our friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so then we come out of that not having any remarkable savings for anybody to go to college with. And our firstborn is a definite college-bound sort of kid. He was academic. He was very bright. He had goals. Um, And so at the time, so here we're going to start talking a little bit about some creative ways to approach college. Right. Um, and so I'll, we'll just tell you what our three sons have done. Our three, you know, or these are our three oldest children. So we'll tell you what they have done and kind of where we're headed with some of the other kids as well. And Desiree, just to answer your question, I just want you to know, I mean, totally transparently, we did not have college savings for these kids. Nope. We did not have rich uncles, rich grandparents. Um, we had, you know, nominally a few thousand dollars right. that we had like <laughs> right. put aside for college because, in fact, we were paying for our current life. Mm-hmm. And so I hope this, you know, responds to you. I hope you go like, all right, I understand where they were. Okay. Yes. So and for the rest of our listeners, you know, um, it had nothing to do with wise and prudent savings. There just wasn't any to save. Right. So our oldest son, um, decides to get a bachelor's degree. He's 15 years old, uh, and can take some, what are called CLEP tests. So I don't know how familiar our listeners are, CLEP stands for College Level Examination Program. And what these are, are these are college-level courses, and they are um, administered by the college board, who also administers the SAT test. I mean, you're probably familiar with College Board. And and essentially, they're created for adult learners, uh, maybe military uh, personnel who can't be on a university campus. You can take these tests, and you are 
testing out of college courses. So now, it basically says, I have the knowledge. I do. And I have I gone it. to this class. Exactly. And so I, I had never heard of these and I thought, oh my goodness, the, the thousands of dollars I could have saved my dad if I had known about these. Because there were classes that I guess could have just tested out of instead of taking them on a college campus. Kendra was smart that way. I don't know if people <laughs> know this, but I married a brilliant woman. No. But, you know, not I could never have done this in certain subjects. You know that. But I could have probably taken that literature, you know, the American literature oh. clep and just been done. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, these courses or these tests cost about $85 currently, I believe, to take the test. Now, you pair that with some study materials and you're looking at maybe $125 for an entire college course credit. Yes. So, Hayden took his first clep when he was 15 years old and... Boom. He had a college course under his belt. And then he began taking some junior college courses. He graduated high school in our home school. So, Kendra, when Hayden started taking these tests, could he have just... And I know it's a silly question for us because we know the answer. But for our listeners, you can't just keep taking tests and not ever go to college. (laughs) No. You cannot get your degree that way. But you can transfer in a certain number of units. And that is different for every university. Um, Typically, it's the amount of units that you would have to have as a transfer student. Okay. So... You know, we're looking at maybe two semesters worth uh, to four semesters worth, depending on the school that you're transferring them into. And it's that is land that we didn't want to navigate. Mm -hmm. So we chose a program. We did. So College Plus is a a program that helps students to get their degrees in non-traditional ways. So Hayden has these CLEP tests. He was taking junior college courses as well. And then there are universities across the nation that will take all of those units, transfer them in, and then they require you to take a certain amount of classes from their school, and then they will grant you your degree. And so he pursued an English degree this way. Guess what? What? He has three more courses to take before he graduates because he got side-railed by a very productive business that he's involved with. Great, yes. So, yeah. So, he actually said to me last year, Mom, I know I have three classes because I'm thinking, just finish already. But he I He listens this- to this podcast. You can go ahead and tell him, Hayden, go <laughs> Hayden, ahead and finish. finish those classes. <laughs> yeah. But he's now he's actually motivated because he's thinking he wants to get his master's degree and his doctorate. But that is one way we did that. Total cost, Fletch? I don't remember. I, I want to say it I was totaled. about $8,000. Yeah, I was going to say somewhere around seven to nine. Yeah. So that sounds right. About eight. So even if your student had to take those loans out to do a non-traditional program like College Plus and get their degree through a university that way, $9,000 in loans, how fast could you pay that back? Yeah, it depends on what you do. Right. But pretty quickly, <laughs> I'm thinking... If you're you a Starbucks pre- barista, if that's what your, your end goal is, <laughs> it might take a while. might take a while, but not very long. Um, yeah. And so that's, that's an excellent alternative. Okay, so before we get on to son number two, let's take a quick break, and um, the next story is maybe a little more traditional for some of our listeners. You know, it seems only appropriate that while we're talking about financial fear on this three-part series and, and homeschool and finances, that we talk about the finances at Homeschooling IRL. You know, over the years, we have had companies that have partnered and sponsored and advertised this show because they're trying to reach our listeners. And we love being the go-between. We love to promote great companies that we think are doing it well and connect them with our audience. But a few weeks ago, we signed up with Patreon at patreon.com slash homeschooling IRL. And that has allowed our listeners to partner with us. And let me tell you, it is taking off. We have listeners every week who are signing up to sponsor this podcast. And I think the reason is they want this podcast 
to be bigger and better than it already is. But here's the deal. We're going to continue to provide a free podcast. But if in your homeschool budget, you think there's a way that you can sponsor us, head on over patreon.com slash homeschooling IRL. You can choose any amount, a dollar a month, whatever works in your budget. If this is something you would like to see grow, we would love for you to partner with us. It's patreon.com slash homeschooling IRL. We would love for you to become a patron. All right, so boy number one, uh, he did the College Plus route. That's Hayden. Now, boy number two, Nate. Yes. What did he decide to do? <laughs> Nate wanted nothing to do with that. He didn't like the idea of taking tests and no. studying for them. Exactly. In fact, he took a um, an AP course, an advanced placement course, which is also another route you can go in high school if you're not familiar with AP units. Um, you take these classes that are accredited by the the again by the college board for advanced placement, and once you take that course in high school and pass the test, you've got those college credits to but you transfer have, in. The difference between the the CLEP test and the AP test is the AP test comes after an entire semester of right. sitting in that class. You actually take that <laughs> course, right? And so our son Nate took uh, his government course through Patrick, Patrick Henry, Henry. Yeah, Patrick, Patrick Henry. Henry College. Um, and then he, at the end of it, said, I don't want to take the test and I could have smacked the kid. <laughs> so he took the AP course and then did not take the test. So he had nothing to show for it or no units um, rather to transfer Oy. So anyway, this is a kid who said, I don't want to take club tests. I don't want to do it that way. I want to go to college. Um, and so he, he... And part of it was the experience. Part of it was and, the experience. And if you want, we'll yep. put it in the show notes. We have a couple episodes regarding him going to college. Yes. And we, we'll, we'll link you to those. But really quickly... Where did he end up going? Well, he can I tell initially that he had applied and was accepted to a school that he really badly wanted to go to, and then in the end could not drum up the $42,000 per year it was going to cost okay, for Okay, so to that was a that. private Christian college, mm-hmm. $42,000 per year. Yeah, and he had about half of it for his first year. Yes. <laughs> that was it. After he was that, get I don't until know December where. and then he yeah. was going to be homeless. That's right. And so and so he made the very very hard decision even though he was all ready to take on thousands of dollars worth of debt for this to not do it. And he took a year at home instead to pray about it and to work. And lo and behold, in that year, did he meet a girl? No. He did. He met a girl. And uh, that will undo many paths. <laughs> or and, and in this case, paths. will motivate many paths. She was interested in a school in Phoenix, Arizona, that he had never heard of before. Uh, Grand Canyon University has been building its Christian uh, school to be bigger and better and um, to reach more people. And because of that, they created a scholarship program that is entirely um, academic based. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you get a scholarship amount based on your GPA and your academics. If you if you raise that GPA while you are at Grand Canyon University, your your scholarship money will go up. If it drops, you will not get it again. Yes. So, so. it's very, <laughs> it's a it's huge, a huge motivation. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is. And just to give you some numbers to throw around, Grand Canyon is just around seventeen thousand dollars a year, just for tuition. Tuition. Yeah. Correct. And um, and that does include room and board. So, what is the thing he did when he got there? Though he we we motivated him. We said, we did. hey. 
you need to become an RA. Yeah. So his yeah. So <laughs> his freshman you have the year. Personality. Yeah. Right. And his freshman year, he saw that vividly. I mean, he saw the the cost of board or of room rather, and then he also realized how expensive his meal plan was, and so it motivated him right away to start um, to apply for that RA position, which he got. So his sophomore year, which is this year, he's been living uh, room and board free <laughs> nicely. Yeah. Now let me give you. I'm going to give some real numbers here mm-hmm. because people say how much does it cost now. This is Grand Canyon, and we get no kickback. We should. They should be. I know. They, they should be kicking back on this episode. Um, I'm going to say school costs approximately approximately $28,000 a year. Okay. And I think his total nut every year that he has to pay with his academic scholarship and his RA job behind him is about nine to $10,000 a year. Okay. That's all he has to come up with. Mm-hmm. Now that's the same cost. If you remember as the tuition at our local state university, right? So he is getting much smaller classes, guaranteed classes, not really guaranteed, but he's getting them all that he, he needs. He will get every class he needs, which is the difference between that and yeah. a state so school. So he's not, yeah. you know, it's not going to be a five year degree. Right, it will be a right. four year degree. Four year degree. Yeah. And it's crazy. And I just say, you know, well, how did he do that? By the skin of his teeth, he got that academics thing going. I don't know. (laughs) By the grace of God. Yeah. And so that's how boy number two is affording affording college. Yeah. And some things I want to say about that, you know, uh, aside from the work and the, you know, getting in there, plus he's also working a a almost full-time job right now with his schooling. He's just super motivated. Um, Part of that is to say, look, if God wants your kid somewhere, he'll make it happen. Exactly. Yeah. So if your child is supposed to go to a certain university, God will work out all those financial details. And we we firmly believe that because we're seeing it in the lives of our own kids. All right. So that gets us to boy number three. Let's get into the story pretty quickly because we're in the middle of it right now. Yeah. Jack is deciding to go the junior college route. So he's doing your traditional junior college years of getting his general education done, and then he'll transfer that into a school he desires to go to. So um, he is right now, we're a little story... So right now, I'd like to share a little story. It is like pushing string sometimes with these <laughs> teenage boys to get them to motivate. Mm-hmm. And uh, just a quick shout to all of our listeners who have kids that say, man, it sounds like your kids are so motivated. You know, one's got a 40-hour-a-week job, and he's going to a private Christian college, and he's got a girlfriend, and then the top son is you know, he's three units away, and he's decided he wants to go back and get his... Ma- okay, they're 23 and 21, and the right. 21-year-old... Um, they both have girlfriends, but the 21-year-old um, has a little more serious girlfriend, and he's seeing the foreseeable future right. that includes the potential of marriage. It includes a ring purchase. Yeah, and he and, just says, I've got right. to do this. Right. Mm-hmm. So you know what? It took, there was something that motivated him. Mm-hmm. And boy number three is, I don't know if we quite have that spark yet, Mm-mm. but it's okay because yeah. we, we're all into gap years and we're all into figuring things out. Mm-hmm. Be motivated when you hit the campus. We love the fact that he's willing to stay home too and say, hey, you know what? He got into a school this year that interested him for a biology degree because we, we did do some applications this fall just to see what would happen. Um, he didn't get into the school he really wanted to get his biology degree from. And so he said, I'm just, I'm not going to waste the money if I'm not sure that that's the school I want to be at. So I'm going to stay home. I'm going to work. I'm going to get my junior college stuff done. That's wisdom. Yeah. So quick synopsis. Again, Desiree asks the question, how are you going to pay for $84,000 a year? Or mm-hmm. no, what's the 84000 question? And I said it's going to cost that much. So <laughs> um, boy number one, for just around 
$9,000. Let's okay. just say, round it up. Sure. Um, Klepp tests and works his butt off um, with classes to get almost done. And he's got a little more to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he actually now is financially responsible for those last three classes yeah. because he's the age he is and he's self-supporting. Yeah. Boy number two uh, decides to go regular brick and mortar school. I'm going to go to a college. And um, he worked through scholarships. He worked through uh student life employment mm-hmm. and he is going to finish nearly debt free if he can really keep his act together here. Yeah. And then even then he's said, Hey, you know what, dad, mom, my senior year, I'd like to do it off campus and do a lot more online. And we said, you can do whatever you want as right. long as you graduate. And he is headed toward a master's degree. He may have to take some loans out for that. Yeah. Okay. And we haven't talked about loans yet because we haven't done loans. Right. Boy number three says, okay, this is what I want to do. I didn't quite get into the schools I wanted to this year, so I'm going to work my butt off, save my money, and try this all over again. His story is still out. Yeah. Um, Just for kicks and giggles, we have a daughter who's a total science head (laughs) and has decided she wants to do nursing or dental hygiene. Yeah. And we have told her now, we have begun telling her now, honey, work your butt off for every scholarship you can get Yeah. heading into that. But she, because she of this group of kids is really our super motivated, um, extremely self starter, and also looks amazing on a college application. She's got the combination of a 4.0, leadership, um, sports, music. She's just kind of got it all. She won a, a countywide essay contest this semester, which shocked her because that's not her strength. Um, but she's because she's going to look really great on an application. And so I just recently woke up one night, kind of with an epiphany, and said, "She needs to go for it." You know, where there's no harm in applying and putting yourself out there and all those strengths and saying, "How much can you give me?" to the school that she is just her dream school. Right. And um, her dream school is about $32,000 a year. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. And it's in San Francisco, <laughs> which is the most expensive city in the world to live in right now. Right. So, <laughs> so she knows this is a long shot, but we've said, look, sis, if God wants you there, he will open the doors and make it happen. You never know. And so we're, we are really encouraging her to just go for it. But also understanding that if she doesn't get in there, hey, you know what? There's some other plan God has her on, and it'll be ju- it'll be better. All right, so I'm going to replenish my cup of Caroline's coffee. That's how I plugged that right there. Uh, we're going to bring our favorite um, other podcaster on to do a quick spot, and we'll be right back. Hey, hurlers! This is John Wilkerson, host of the Wired Homeschool, another podcast you can find at thewiredhomeschool.com. Since 2010, I've been providing tech tools and tips for homeschooling the internet generation if you're looking for the right tablet for your tweens an online resource for drilling math facts or need to know if yik yak is safe for your teens stop on by and have a listen each week i cover stem related topics discuss social media trends or interview great guests that will equip your homeschool in the ever-changing digital landscape visit thewiredhomeschool.com and stick me in your ears and together we can get your homeschool wired Okay, so we have, I hope, taken a good stab so far at this question. Yeah. Um, we've talked a little bit about techniques and things we've done, um, and there's plenty more. Oh, and, plenty more. And, and, and our intent is not to say, hey, do it like us, or hey, look what we've done, but to say, look how creative we've had to be and how different each of these students is. And put this to prayer for your own kids, have them praying with you, 
And uh, boy, I, it'll be exciting to see what God does. Yeah, and, I, and again, I also wanted to be very transparent about where we are because people just think, oh, you know, everybody's different. You know, they have eight kids; they can do this. You know, we can't. We we could not afford college. We're right. coming up with creative ways. Nothing would get under my skin than Kendra wanted to talk about how to pay for college because <laughs> I would feel like a total failure yeah. if I couldn't provide. So that gets us to the very last conversation, which is you know going into marriage thinking. I have to pay for college for all mm-hmm. my kids. Mm-hmm. And so the question is, do you? Mm-hmm. Do you have to pay for college? Are yeah. you a failure if you don't pay for your kids' college? There are some listeners who are going to say, it was provided for me, therefore I'm obligated to pay mm-hmm. for my children. There are others that say, it wasn't paid for me, and it sucked, and so I'm going to do this for my kids. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other half that are like, no. No. <laughs> you know, if you want to go to college, you go to college. You, you, go, you figure, you figure it, out. it out yourself. Yeah. You go into yeah, yeah. loans, you go into debt. So so what do you think, Kench? Um, I can pay for college. Should I? Mm. Or should my kids go into debt? Yeah, I don't think there's a right answer to this. Oh, you're wiggling out of it. No, That's no, no. So I don't. Scary. I really don't think there's a right answer for this. I think it really does depend on your family culture um, and on your experiences and on your ability. But I would say if I had a kid who was expecting me to foot that bill and was you know, just living high on the hog during those college years. And uh, um, I would pull the plug pretty quickly. What I want to see in my kids is ownership of this plan and also some buy-in in terms of their own ability to work. Now, your kids may have maybe going for a degree that is so intense that it doesn't allow them any kind of, you know, part-time job or any kind of work on the, that's fine. But I want to see then that they've, they're making a career of that for those four years or whatever, however long that schooling is, whatever it is. But Fletch, I think the other question is, we need to be really careful that we're not assuming that all of our kids need to go to college. That is where I was hoping this conversation was going to go is that, hey, you know what? College is not the end all be all. Do nope. not hope shift and say that, oh, because That's they got right. the college degree this has proven that I am the best home... First off, that I'm a great homeschooler. <laughs> right. Because my kid got into and finished college. Secondly, that this is going to provide everything they need. Mm-hmm. Um, and thirdly, that they even need it to begin with. Now, right. I will tell you this, and I've said this before, um, my degree's in dentistry. There is no such thing as starting dentistry without f- finishing <laughs> an accredited you school. Can't just no. go on it. <laughs> yeah, you can't. And then the That's other thing, thing is, you can't have a, t- a job while you're in dental school. No. I mean, there really was mm-hmm. no way no your way. job was going to school. So right. up in the morning, went to school all day, was in the lab at night. And I think we had one classmate that tried to work as a bouncer at a bar. Mm. And within a couple of weeks, he had to quit. Yeah. So guess what, people? There was no way to make money yeah. unless your parents paid for it or your spouse worked, mm-hmm. which you did, mm-hmm. or um, you just took out loans, which is what we eventually did. And we paid those back. Yeah. And that was an investment in my career. Yeah. But I think, you know, that's an interesting question about the loans thing. I think too, I I ran into somebody recently because, you know, I have a music degree and this girl is a clarinet major. And I think how in the world do you pay back a clarinet degree? You play that clarinet like no one's ever played the clarinet. (laughs) That's right. You can, but there are, I think it's maybe the top 1% of professional musicians who make the philharmonic orchestras around the world. So, you know, it's really tricky, but if you're going into something like dentistry, you know, dental hygiene, um, some of these degrees that you know are you're going to be able to to very realistically pay back loans. It might take you twenty years, but 
the ability to do that is a little more evident than say, you know, a ballet degree or something like that. Right. So, um, so you need to look at that. But I, but I think too, that idea that every kid has to go to college, there are so many great alternatives. Do you know, Fletch, that you can be a dental hygienist and not get a four year degree? Right. Yeah. <laughs> of course you know I that. I do. Um, and you can become a welder. Welding, welding is such a hot, career right now because it doesn't take a college degree and they make good money. There's are lots of healthcare jobs that don't require a four-year degree. There are so many angles you can go um, for kids who just aren't interested in that four-year degree. And for fun, I just noticed on U.S. News and World Report, they had the rankings. You know what came in number two behind orthodontist? What? Dentist. For what? For best Crazy jobs. Crazy people? Yeah, oh, best, best, best jobs. jobs. Yeah, best That's jobs right. right now to pursue. That's right. Yeah. Physician's assistant was on there. There was others, but I liked uh, We made number two. Dentist made number two. Normally, we're at the top of the list for problem people. Um, <laughs> so I think we've wrapped this up. Great conversation. Kendra, you are the smartest person I know when it comes to talking about paying for college. You always have ideas. I have ideas, but I don't know, you know. We just need to motivate people to do them. So right. let's hear from our listeners on Facebook at facebook.com slash homeschooling IRL. You can tweet to us on Twitter at homeschoolirl. And as always, a lot of you email us every week. We have emails coming in now. Info at homeschoolingirl.com. Do not be afraid to reach out and let us know what you think. We don't chew people's heads off. Well, yeah, we do. It, it depends on what you reach out to us about. <laughs> if you want to talk about having dogs in the studio, I'll get a little huffy. <laughs> but uh, if people want to reach us individually, how do they get you on Twitter, Kench? Kendra E. Fletcher. That's uh, Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach me, mine's a little different, at The Mango Times, uh, which lines up with my website. Uh, It has been great to talk to you this week. Next week, we are going to stay on the third topic in the Financial Fear Suite, talking about hope shifting and money, Mm -hmm. one of our favorite things to talk about. We have a guest coming on for that. Um, And we would love to hear from you in the meantime, so reach out to us. Don't forget, if you are a listener and you're wondering how you can help out our podcast, there is a very easy way to just head over to iTunes, subscribe to our show, leave us a review. We had a bunch of good reviews come in this week. You can also partner with us by going to patreon.com slash homeschooling IRL. And Kendra, for just tossing a quarter in the cup every week, they could sponsor the show at a dollar a month. That's right. But if you sponsor any more than that, some of our higher numbers, you get to watch behind the scenes footage, you get some homeschooling in real life swag, some coffee from Caroline's Coffee. There's plenty of gifts we're giving back. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode, and we will see you next time. You've been listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Everything on this podcast was written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. For more information, or if you'd like to contact your hosts, please visit them on homeschoolingirl.com 